Welcome to the Perimenopause Sessions, a collection of bite-sized episodes where I'm going to be explaining just what the heck's going on with your body and mind, help you sort through all the information that's out there, and share with you some simple strategies and hacks to help you navigate your way through the perimenopause transition feeling amazing. My name's Alex, founder of ChickFit and fellow perimenopause woman. I'm a women's fitness and wellness expert who works with women from new mum recovery right through to the postmenopause years. And I'm all about empowering women with the knowledge, strategies, and mindset that they need to navigate through life feeling their very best. Join me as we explore the perimenopause years. Hello and welcome back to another perimenopause session. Today is a really, really hot topic. It's something that a lot of women experience in this life phase where they're eating the same, they're doing the same kinds of exercise, and yet somehow that weight seems to be piling on. But before I carry on, I just want to remind you about a very special event I've got coming up. Now, this is especially for you if you've been feeling more tired, less motivated, if you've been noticing symptoms related to hormonal change, including that pesky weight gain. And if you're feeling that you need to learn how to get proactive to make sure you feel amazing now and in the future. This is my three-day online workshop called Fatigued to Fabulous. And over the course of the three days, we're going to dive into the three main pillars for a happy, healthy perimenopause, the mind, the body, and the soul. So if you're ready to go from feeling a bit tired and unmotivated and maybe a bit overwhelmed by all the info that's out there, and you just want to feel more energized, you want to get proactive about your health, wellness, and fitness, then you do not want to miss it. Just hit the link in the show notes to join us and do it now. Pause do it now and then come back because I know that life gets busy and you forget. Um, And I'm going to go live for 30 minutes each day of the workshop to teach you the fundamental foundations to a smoother journey through the peri to postmenopause years. And I'm going to show you exactly how you can do so, so much more than just get through this life phase and instead tackle those symptoms, discover the best hacks and strategies for you and become your most energetic self. I'm really excited to see you on the inside of this one. And I know it's going to be super helpful and we're going to have a great, great time together. So go to the show notes, sign yourself up and I'll see you on the inside. Now onto this weight gain. It can be so frustrating, can't it? Because things that used to work for us in our 20s and 30s just don't seem to cut it anymore. And, you know, we're often left wondering if we just have to cut back on calories even more, if we have to exercise even more and basically just keep trying harder and harder and harder to essentially stay in the same place. And, you know, I think, you know, it's safe to say, for example, that in my 20s, if I decided I'm going to lose a few pounds, then you just cut a few bit, a few things out and you seem to just drop that weight within a few days, don't you? That does not work anymore. It really, really doesn't. Our bodies are not going to be going with us on that one quite so easily. And, you know, it's frustrating because we may not have changed anything that we're doing. We may be doing all of the right things. And this is just like the sleep thing, isn't it? Like we might be doing all of the right things. Nothing has really changed. And yet somehow it's not working for us anymore. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk about what is going on, what the heck is going on, why it's happening and what we can do about it. Because the fact is, I think most of us don't want to have to do that whole like diets and, you know, tons of exercise anymore. We just want to find that balance where we can feel healthier, fitter, stronger without that constant worry about why we're gaining weight and why it is happening in spite of everything that we're doing. And I think the most important thing I want you to take away from this is that it's definitely not just about food and exercise. Of course, they have got a role to play, but it is not just about that. You know, as we hit our 40s and 50s, there are other things going on which are, you know, making our bodies more sensitive and more sensitive 
meaning that we will gain weight more easily and things, you know, other areas that we're going to need to address if we want to address this. Now, number one, I want to talk today about why. Why is this happening? Because as you know with me, I like you to understand the ins and outs. I like you to understand the whys before we move on to the solutions for it. So I think the first one is that diet culture. You know, we have all spent you know, our, our adult years, you know, anybody who is in their 40s and 50s right now has spent their adult years in diet, like deep in diet culture. It is all around us all the time. And that whole kind of calories in versus calories out, trying to outrun the weight gain, just not going to cut it anymore. And I think as well that if we have spent many years on diets and we've spent years yo-yoing and we have gone up and down with, with weight gain, weight loss, if we, our blood sugar has been all over the place for years, if we've done all of those things, then another diet is absolutely not the answer. And, you know, that background of, of us having yo-yoed for years and years can be affecting where we are right now. So I'm, I'm just going to say to you right now, do not go on another diet. <laughs> it's not going to help. It's just going to make things worse. Estrogen. So as that drops, estrogen is always involved, isn't it? Let's face it. Um, so as that drops, it can lead to more insulin resistance. And for a number of reasons and, and through a number of channels, that can then lead to increased fat storage and inflammation. And particularly around the tummy, this is why in midlife, we might notice that maybe we were pear-shaped in our younger years and we're finding that we're actually putting more weight on around our, our tummies, for example. That is due to increased insulin resistance. And that's going to increase that fat storage. Sleep issues. So we talked about sleep in the last episode, and this is one of the reasons why it's so, so important. Because what happens when we're not sleeping well is that it dysregulates or throws out of whack our ghrelin and leptin levels. Now, ghrelin and leptin are our um, hunger and our, our fullness hormones. So ghrelin is the one that makes us feel hungry. Leptin is the one that tells us we've had enough and we feel full and satisfied. And what essentially happens is that when we're not sleeping well, our ghrelin increases, our leptin decreases. And so without even realising it, we may be eating more than we think we are because we're just more hungry. Muscle loss is another thing. So from our mid-30s onwards, we lose muscle. Now, we don't lose loads and loads of it every year, but obviously it compounds each year. We lose a little bit more, a little bit more. And muscle is really important for metabolism. So the less muscle we've got, the lower our metabolism, the less we can eat without putting weight on. So muscle is a really important one to address. And maybe we are actually less active. You know, if we've got aches and pains, if we're tired because we're not sleeping well, if we've got lots of stress going on in our lives, if we've got tendon issues and things like that, it makes us less active. We maybe do less of the hard stuff and, you know, we maybe get out and about less uh, as we get that bit older. So all of those things, and I'm sure more, can contribute to that weight gain. So what's the solution? That's what we really want to know. Sorting out stress and sleep. <laughs> And, you know, I know I could start here with like, well, if you just eat these things, if you just do this exercise, I will come on to that. But I think the reason I'm putting this first is because I want to absolutely highlight how important this is. Okay. It's literally a non-negotiable. We have got to sort out our stress. If you are still living in a state of heightened stress a lot of the time, and if, if on top of that, your sleep is not great, then it's going to be very, very hard to sort out those other issues. This is like foundational stuff, you know. And I think as well, 
We can't learn or change or create better habits when our sympathetic nervous system is constantly upregulated. And by that, I mean that we spend too much time in fight and flight mode. When we're in fight and flight mode and we're overwhelmed and we're too stressed, we are definitely not in the mood to make change. And so change doesn't happen. We don't create better habits. And so we need to get ourselves out of that place so that we can actually have the the space and the energy to create those better habits and, and to sort that out. And like I said before, those hunger hormones are going to, you know, lead us to be more hungry and eat more. The elevated cortisol levels are going to lead us to hold on to fat as well. So not only does it cause us to store more fat, it's going to cause us to hold on to that fat. So we have got to slow down. We have got to take better care of ourselves and we've got to address stress as best as we can. We can't get rid of it completely, but there are definitely lots of little things that we can do just to, you know, help ourselves slow down a bit and spend less time in that kind of highly stressed state. So, you know, I've got to emphasize that this, it's kind of starts to become a bit of a non-negotiable. I know it's not easy. We've all got a lot going on, but it's, it kind of is really, really important. I think the second thing is, is on the nutrition side, give up the diets. We've got to aim for quality first and foremost. So more protein and particularly post-exercise so that we can build muscle, less sugar, ditching the processed foods, reducing the alcohol and caffeine because they are going to mess with cortisol levels, for example, which like I said, is then going to affect where, you know, how much fat we store and where we store it and adding more fiber and more good fats as well. So all of those kind of key cornerstones of, of good nutrition are even more important right now. We can get away with that stuff when we're younger. We can't get away with it so easily later on. So we need to be addressing those key things. And then of course, exercise. Again, moving regularly is non-negotiable. We have got to move. You know, and again, if we're sitting behind a desk, being stressed all day long, getting to the end of the day, we're too tired, so we don't exercise. So we lie on the sofa and we eat the chocolate and then we go to bed and then we wake up at three in the morning and then, you know, and the cycle continues and that's the place that we end up. So, you know, it's not as simple as just eat these foods or do this exercise. It's like a whole kind of life overhaul, I think. And, you know, with the exercise, we can't just go hard or go home anymore. We can't do that all the time because that's going to deplete us. It's going to increase those stress hormones too much. But we also can't just depend on the slow, steady stuff on its own as well. So, you know, what what can happen a lot is we go towards the, well, I'll just do yoga and Pilates now because this hurts and that hurts and I can't jump around like I used to. But we've got to do a bit of both. We've got to have the slow restorative stuff, but we've got to, you know, lift the weights and do a bit of hit workouts and things like that as well. We are going to talk about this in the next episode. The next episode is all about the best exercise. So if you want to find out more about that, please listen in and I will go into that in a bit more depth. But what do you think? Um, I'm sure you know a lot of this already, but I think that understanding the whys and the wherefores is really, really important as well. I think once you understand the whys of what's happening, you start to connect the dots a little bit more easily. And I think the main thing I want you to take from this is it is not at this point about running after another diet or adding more exercise or trying to burn more calories. It's actually about making some deeper lifestyle adjustments in all areas of your life. You know, we've got to get some of those fundamentals absolutely nailed, but have patience with yourself. Do it a step at a time, create those small changes and also know that to see change, you are going to have to change as well. And, you know, I'm not one of those kind of, you know, unforgiving PTs. Like I, I do have a lot of patience for my clients, but, 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 but I know from experience that a lot of us say we want to change 
but we're not really prepared to change ourselves. And at this point in life, we have got to do that if we want to see those positive results. But you know, what you get at the other end makes it all so, so, so worth it. Now, next time we're going to talk about the best exercise for the peri to postmenopause years and the key elements that you need to be incorporating, not just for the here and now of the weight loss, but for quality of life and to make sure that we stay strong, sharp and healthy. So please do join me again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to head to the link in the show notes to join us for the awesome free fatigue to fabulous challenge. And I am going to see you all next time. Thank you so much for joining me for the perimenopause sessions today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please do leave me a rating or a review. And of course, make sure you subscribe to keep up to date with future episodes.